Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Edge of Fear podcast. I have an awesome guest, a marvelous guest, I should say, um, <laughs> here to introduce herself because I just can't even explain what she does because it's super awesome. Ah, uh, well, thank you very much. Um, hi, you guys. I'm Kelsey Moore. I am the owner of the brand Be Marvelous You, uh, which is all founded in mindset and personal growth. And I specifically teach entrepreneurs how to be their best self on camera so that they can actually authentically connect to their audience in a direct face-to-face sort of a way that is the most powerful means of communication that we have, which is just through video when it's done and a really genuine, authentic means. I love that just for like infinitely millions of reasons, honestly. Like every every time you say it, I'm like, I get it. I get why you would do that. It is. It's so important. Like I I feel that really deeply. I was actually talking to a client today. Uh, so I get so excited. About this. Please, yes, me too. I met someone like me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 20 thoughts are in my head right now, and you share them all. Um, just on you guys a little. Uh, but I did. I was working with a client today, actually, and it's one of the things I hear constantly. And she just kept mentioning how she wasn't going on her IG stories. And like, she had all of these gorgeous curated ones, which are super important and they add a lot of value. But right. I was like, yeah, but I haven't seen your face on it. Ever. Mm-hmm. Just, literally just, ever. Literally ever. She's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That's really stressful. <laughs> like, why? Like, you, you know, tell me what's going on. And she was like, well, I always feel like I have to have my hair done, my makeup done. I have to have the perfect lighting. I have to have X, Y, and Z and look a certain way before I'm comfortable with that. And that is the biggest lie we can possibly tell ourselves about getting on the video. That is a hundred percent not what it's about. It's about connecting authentically to your person and just talking to them human to human, especially woman to woman, when we're so afraid of other people and, and other women specifically judging us based on our appearance. Think of how sad and ridiculous that is. You know, that is not, that is not what your business is founded in. Like unless you are particularly selling or teaching something about cosmetics, it simply doesn't make sense. You know, and and it's releasing that own self-judgment that we have about ourselves and our image and, and just knowing that our mission and our message is bigger than any of that. Yeah. I have so many same exact as you. I have 20 thoughts running through my head right now. Yeah, Literally. Yeah. I'm like, I can't even like keep it together. My excitement is so real. <laughs> Literally just taking notes the whole time. So, I mean, I just was, I, I heard a podcast a couple of months ago. I think it was the Lewis House. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the School yeah. of Greatness. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, at Lewis House or whatever you are. Um, <laughs> and it was, his guest was, this guy had written a book called The Digital Detox. And he talks about really like getting off of the internet. And I've already talked about this in like two of my episodes about how I understand the, the duality of this sentiment, get off the internet, but also follow me on Instagram and definitely listen right. to my podcast. I get it. I understand yeah. it's ridiculous. But he talks about how the way that we're connecting on our phones and through our apps and our social media is just 
stupid because we're not really connecting authentically anyway. So it's just this huge time suck, this terrible, terrible waste of time for exactly what you're saying, because you're not connecting authentically. And Mm -hmm. I also talk about this in my last episode with Joelle Samantha. She was my guest yesterday that I I was just telling you about our conversation. So we had a great conversation yesterday too. So that episode will come out right before yours and it will perfectly fit because we'll just be talking about connection all the way through. But anyway, in this podcast, he talks about how much better if you're going to send some a message, especially like a happy birthday or congratulations message, forget the message, just send a video. Yes. A one to like three minute video. It could be like a 10 second video, but like that's it. That is so much more powerful than a- It's so easy now on our phones. It's so easy. Right. So my friends and like family members who are opposed to the FaceTime, I learned the power of FaceTime when I was deployed because Mm -hmm. to just text and just call someone is like- well, see you in a year. Like that was a nice freaking meaningless text message. I mean, a phone call is a different story, but there's still just not that same level of connection. So to be able to be your authentic self on camera, and it, it really speaks to like being your authentic self just in life. Because if you're not able to be your authentic self in life, you're definitely not going to be able to emit your real self onto mm-hmm. the internet, onto your videos, onto your all that you do. And isn't that literally what we're supposed to be doing is leaving our mark on things? Like, isn't that what exactly. humans want? And it's like, it's, it's a skill set though. You know, it's, it's totally that's an inherent, it's very rarely it's not me, easy. No, no. Cause it's weird. It's like, you're suddenly like, okay, well I can see myself in selfie mode and I right. just keep talking to myself or I can't. And I'm like filming something else or you don't have the selfie on or somebody else is filming you with a nice camera and you're like, well, now I really feel alone. Right. Yeah. A piece of machinery. I don't understand. Like who am I talking to? And it's, it's a completely bizarre mental situation that you have to go through to try and figure out like who and how to connect. And it's just a skill. Like you, you can be trained in this. Actors, we train our entire lives and decades and decades to be able to master this skill. However, in that extreme, it's like you have to be able to completely authentically relate every human emotion through somebody else's story in a way that the audience will feel it as though the story you're telling is their own. That's a whole other level that entrepreneurs don't need to hit because they're telling their own story, you know? So it's like, it's just being able to communicate your actual real message and the way it really feels to you and what it really means to you in a powerful enough way that your audience connects to it and connects to you as an individual human, as a natural person, and not just a pretty picture online. That does not connect us. We can like it and be like, oh, that's really cool. They seem really neat. But until you're actually talking to somebody with their face and seeing their eyes move and light up and change, you just, you're not communicating at the same level to that same degree. And it can be taught. It can be learned. It does get better. Yeah. And it's, it's wild because when you're having a face-to-face conversation with somebody, which I would explain why there's so much less anxiety, you're not obviously seeing your face unless you're talking to somebody in a mirror side by side with them. And that's self-judgment loop. Right. And that's weird. And we do that. We do talk to people in the mirrors, but then you are on that self-judgment loop. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because I've had these thoughts so many times and I've talked to people about this before, other actor friends and things like that who are like, oh, just do this more, do this more. Like people who have done like the, what is it? The fourth wall. I took one intro to theater class. So that's about it. I know like blocking and the fourth wall. Is that right? The fourth wall? Yes. Yes. And it's basically when you break the fourth wall. Right, don't film. break it. Yeah, yeah. Which is like what happens in, oh, 
Ryan Ryan Reynolds is uh, Deadpool in Deadpool. Yes, yes, intentionally <laughs> breaking it to narrate yeah. his own story. I love that. Yeah, I, I and like very officey. I love that. Um, yes. Oh my god. Totally, <laughs> totally into that. Totally yeah. into that style of humor. Well, now I'm on a tangent and I've no you know, idea. Okay, now we're just going to start talking about movies. And, and I kind um, of forgot that in uh, my introduction. I am an actress, so surprise. Right. <laughs> also an actress. I know. I think you like dropped it in after. I was like, oh yeah, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, so I've had my actor friends who are like, well, just like hold the camera on you all the time. Like when you're talking and like just practice. I'm like, that makes it so much worse. Like this is <laughs> Yeah, so, there's like actual steps we can take you through that make it a lot, a lot yeah. easier. So that's what I was going to say. So it's really incredible to like hear these thoughts and these ideas that I've had before, but couldn't even verbalize what the problem was. So for you to swoop in and be like, there is a problem. And also <laughs> there's a solution, like good news. There are at least like steps, like maybe not like a solution, but like, like anything you can learn and you can get better. And how exactly. awesome is that? Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, well, I was thinking, so when I've actually, I've actually also coached other adult actors and, you know, you get people in the room who have had usually some training before, are very actively interested in this, really putting in that effort. And, you know, the thing is that happens, especially when we watch somebody else on IGTV Live or Facebook Live or in IG stores or whatever, and you see it and you kind of think a couple of things. One, either they're super natural at it or two, this looks super easy. I can do it. And we do the same thing when we watch TV and movies where we're like, oh, I could do that. Like, better. no, yeah, I could do that better. <laughs> what a shitty actor. We love saying, yeah. Oh my God. And we just throw judgment, which is funny because as much as we even think we judge people, we judge ourselves so much more than anyone else ever will judge us. Um, it's worse a bit. Like when you get into the celebrity realm and, and your life's more public and things like that, but as just like a regular person, you know, your self-judgment always outweighs what anybody else is thinking because they're truly so busy just thinking about themselves than to really think about you that much. <laughs> but I wanted to say like, so I'd have these actors in my class and they would come in. I remember I had this one guy who was new, but really, really like enthused and impassioned. And he was like, Oh, I see these people on TV all the time. And like, I just, I know I could do that. And I know I could do it better. I'm like, good. You should, like feel that, like, you know, use that to fuel you, motivate you. I love lean it. Lean into that, lean yeah. into that feeling. And then he steps up in front of the camera and complete dry mouth and um, like completely stiff neck and just his body like, <laughs> Oh no. And, and he's trying to like, remember the lines and like holding the sheet and shaking like to the point where like the paper sounds like this <laughs> and I was like this is 100% normal right like, right exactly what every single person looks like when they come in for that first time and they step in front of the camera it yeah. is not a natural thing you feel an entirely different world when you step from behind to in front of the lens it's wild how different it is and all of that can be worked through mm-hmm. all of that yeah oh, I love that I love it I love it I'm so excited okay um so like the power of human connection mm-hmm. uh I do want to talk about this at least briefly but how how I found Kelsey was <laughs> I was literally following somebody random and then following somebody random and then following somebody random because I always do that. And like eventually I'll get a follow back or two or three or 10 or whatever. But for the most part, I end up being like, I don't have any idea how I started following this person or mm-hmm. vice versa, but here we are. And so I had actually only been following you for a day or three, very, very brief. Mm-hmm. And my friend, Christina, she'll be a guest here pretty soon. She told me that because the algorithm 
gets really messed up on Instagram and Facebook, if you like swipe all the way to the end of your stories, those are people that you don't normally interact with, which I had no idea about. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So go ahead, world. Thanks, Christina. (laughs) Um, Take with that what you will. But I like, (laughs) yeah, I like swiped all the way to the end. It was literally my first time ever doing it. I saw you. I remembered the name from following you from a couple days earlier or something random. And I look at your story and you're literally bow staff fighting. She's holding this bow staff. Like think of what's the movie with Robin Hood Men in Tights. So think of Robin Hood Men in Tights when <laughs> Little John and I was going to say yes. Peter Pan. What's his name? What the hell? I can't think of this story at all. Robin Hood. Robin Hood, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah. So, okay. So Robin Hood and Little John are on the bridge fighting with their bows, their bow staffs. And so think of that picture, Kelsey, super cute, but it's like a, like a profile far away, like very artistically done, obviously, because you're an artist and an actress and all of that. But it was super cool. And I was so drawn in. I was compelled to comment. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing. How did you get into bow staff fighting? Because I would like to do staff (laughs) fighting. And where are you so that we can hang out immediately? (laughs) And friendship was born. (laughs) Right. And so this is literally like our third conversation. And I feel like I know you. And I'm so excited for your mission. I'm so grateful that we were able to connect and share this with the world. So it's a little early for your plug, but what are you? tell us like what you're doing with this. Oh my God. Right. I was like, we could circle back to this later, but really the way that I want to bring this to people in the most, I think, fast tracked way possible is by doing a three day live in person retreat here in Denver. And it's just going to be three days of, yeah. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so excited. Completely (laughs) jam packed exactly like how to get comfortable on camera, how to make a plan with using camera in your business. One of the biggest excuses I hear is I don't have time and I, hmm, I don't know, girl, like I feel ya, but also I'm also busy. I uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> we, we make time for the things that we want to make time for. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And if a dream of yours is important, Rachel Hollis talks about this in her book, Girl Stop Apologizing. Like excuse number four or something is I don't have time. And mm-hmm. you can make time by setting time for yourself. Okay. My goal for the next 12 months is to get in shape. I'm going to put five hours aside every single week and every single Saturday and Sunday, you take a look at your calendar and figure out five freaking hours a week because that is how you build momentum for things. And so if somebody's goal is to be an actress or have an Instagram account or a podcast and like wants to like promote themselves. They have a business. Exactly what you were saying before. I loved it. It was so powerful. Not ever getting in front of the camera. And I've watched a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram, like do that more and more Mm -hmm. in the last like year or so because it's everything's moving to video. Yeah. And, and we just want, we want to connect with people. And that's like another, like a really big theme in my podcast is that we want to connect that we're all living lonely lives shoulder to shoulder. Like it's so sad, show up more authentically and we'll be able to show each other you are loved here and you can feel safe to be yourself here. Yes. Oh, you are loved here and you can feel safe to be you. Oh my God. I love it so much. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's what it's all about. Like, oh my goodness. And so learning to like build in that love and that safety for yourself first in your own business so that you can show up and actually shine and show people who you are by pulling your phone up, going into selfie mode and talking to your people. And what's going to make it take a hell of a lot less time is if you know what you're going to be talking about. 
if you have a plan, if you have a strategy in place, if you actually have something structured out, like you're talking about on Saturday, Sunday, plan out your five hours for your workouts. Right. It's the same thing. And you don't have to do that and try and figure that out all by yourself. You right. can learn it. You know, right. it's like on this, on this retreat, we're going to plan out about a hundred days of content posting for video and how to make crazy. it crazy. That's quick. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And like how to build it in, like where do you post and what do you post and how long should these clips be? And what's the most effective way to get them all out there at the right times? Like all of those things, all of the pieces with it. And, and the thing that's going to shorten it, the amount of time and effort that it takes the most is simply by building up your comfortability and your confidence on camera. Yep. I like resonate with this on so many levels because what you're saying about like showing up in for your business or showing up like through this class. I mean, first of all, the first thing that I was brought to was I took a podcasting class to get here. So this is my friend, Jess Hurley. I can't wait to have her on the podcast because she just has so much to offer. And we, if we don't support each other, Mm-hmm. Be- before, during, and during, because yes. we're going to keep going. You know what I mean? And then after, because sometimes we fail too. But like before, during, and after, like we have to support each other. And if you feel called to or connected to somebody else's mission, like stand up and say something about that. Like because your one share, like you sharing that one thing can change somebody's life. And it really will. It really, really will. And what I love about your message so, so much is that I think that it could be applied to just every single business and every single walk of life because you don't have to be an actress or an Instagram influencer to have a message that's important. Everybody has a message message that's important. And honestly, whatever it is that you care about is what can be your message. You might not realize it yet, but if you really care about gun violence or if you really care about like homeless children or fires in the Amazon or recycling, whatever the fuck you care about, It doesn't matter because the moment that you start to show up in your life as your authentic self, the moment that you start to stand in that authenticity and that honesty, all of a sudden you're able to show up everywhere that same way because it feels dishonest to be inauthentic. Suddenly you're like, okay, I'm going to be, so you get the, you take this class and you build the confidence to be yourself on camera and suddenly, and and that's just, and that's your part-time job. That's your passion project. That's your five hours a week. That is not your full-time job. Then you go to your full-time job and you are raising your hand in the meeting to say, Hey, I have a great idea. Do you know why? Because I have confidence because I took Kelsey's class. Yes. Like, and, Woo! Yes. <laughs> and like, but seriously though, but that's with everything. So the yeah. moment that you start to have some realness to you and this is really me and I'm comfortable with this, we just have to encourage that more. Yes. So something I heard on Dak Shepard's podcast that he does, the armchair expert, yeah. he yeah. did an episode with Will Farrell a couple of months ago and they were talking about, would you rather, and this is kind of like a stretch. This is like, we're, we're, we're leaving, we're leaving your business now. We're moving on. <laughs> um, but he, they are talking about how, when you are encouraged to try things, you learn what you like and what you don't like, and you learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. And so they are talking about how Will Farrell's dad basically was like, you're funny. I can see that you like this. This is important to you. His dad was a musician, I think. So like still in like, in the Hollywood, like a beautiful people industry. And So he grew up knowing what it means to not have 
necessarily your next paycheck and like not necessarily know when your next gig is and like yeah. that, like that hard life. Mm-hmm. And you don't think of that when you think of Will Ferrell as having a hard life or anything. But so his dad at the beginning, because everybody's a beginner at some point, yep. dad, exactly. his dad talks about or tells him that, you know, you obviously have a gift here. Just remember that if you fail, it's not because you're bad at it. And it's not because you're a failure and we will support you hundred percent. If you decide in five years, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this anymore. That's great. Yeah. And if we could just like only all support each other like that, like, gosh, I'm like such a hippie right now. Like this, I was going to say, I'm not always like this, but I really am. And like, yeah. and that's at least this year, I really am. And like, I just realized like how important it is to be able to show up authentically and to be able to mm-hmm. share your message authentically, whatever your message is. I'm really just sick of everybody not doing anything about the things that they're that's unhappy the with. Yeah, yeah. Like we're unhappy with something. Okay. Let's fucking do something about it. Yeah. It's like, what's the plan? What are you doing? What are you, how are you using your voice? How are you using your platform? How are you using your vision and your mission to, to make an impact? The point of, of all of this, right? Of everybody's businesses, of all the podcasts, everything. It's to make an impact. Totally. That's so it's totally. like just finding that confidence within yourself to be able to share your message in a way that it can be received is simply I think one of the most powerful things that we have within our resources. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we just, we have access to everything now. So it's like stupid to not use the tools. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, okay. Well, let's talk about something else. I could talk about this for 45 minutes straight, but I know I could too. And I can also tangent like crazy. And I was, I want to know how you got into this because so funny that you casually dropped in. Oh yeah. I'm an actress after the fact. So, so what have you done? Let's hear your story a little bit. Oh boy. Quick version. The quick version. (laughs) Like what, how did you career wise get here? Oh, well, <laughs> you're like, that's not a short story either. I know. Like, you didn't simplify it at all. What did you go to school for? When did you start working? Anthropology? Shut up. I went to school for anthropology. Really? Shut up. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I love people and cultures and travel. And my guess is you do too. Oh uh, hilarious. Okay. This is amazing. And I actually, it all, it's so funny because when I talk to other people about, about like my story and my journey and kind of how I got here, it sounds really split and crazy to them. Like, like that doesn't make sense. Like how, Mm. how does this, and to me, it all just ebbed and flowed into the next thing, into the next thing. Like it all just enmeshed and like moved through it all together. And like, I can see a clear path of this is where it started. This is where it went next. This is why, this is how. And so it doesn't feel strange to me. Right. Yeah. Um, well, it's but- really brave and it's really not, I mean, it's easy to have one plan to the next. It's easy to say, here's my 20 year plan when you're like oh, 17 yeah. and be like, and this is what I'm doing no matter what. And I'm, I'm really, I really have to be married by the time I'm 26. And how many so people like happy. stay, you know, like stay in a, you know, in a relationship that they're not happy because they're like, I have to be married by this time. So we'll do a whole episode on toxicity and things like that. I, I just have to remember that I want to do an episode on it. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, like we want to stick to this timeline. And the timeline is arbitrary. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. And our dreams and our plans change a million times, but you have to kind of consciously think them through and plan them. And is this going to fit with my lifestyle? Is this going to be what I want? And like, and then also you have to be able to go with the flow because you're going to change infinity times. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's living in your, and this sounds just so too trendy where I get a little like, I don't want to be on the bandwagon with it, but it's like living in your purpose as you go, because your purpose is going to change. It's just, it's just following your curiosities and your passions. So if you're following your curiosities, that's going to lead you into the next step. And if you believe that you're, you're, you know, spiritually aligned and guided and divinely protected, then that is the right path. And it does, you don't know exactly how long it's going to last. You know, you might be in one career for a year and you might be drawn to certain people for a short time. You know, I I believe in, gosh, a poem says it really well where it's people are for a reason, season, or a lifetime. Um, I love that. Yeah. I I love that quote. Yes. And I had a good friend show me that poem one time and I was like, this was the most beautiful, like succinct way in an elegant format to, to be able to talk about just that's how life is. And when we kind of accept that, that we don't have to, and this was a huge, huge moment me. So I guess I'll, oh, how do I, okay. So Just do <laughs> it. So, uh, I had a moment in my career path when I was in corrections, when, which I'll tell you guys a little bit about in a second. Um, Hilarious. When I, I knew that a promotion was coming because we were opening up a new facility and my manager was moving over to that. And he was like, I'm going to recommend you to fill my position. And I suddenly had this flash of, Oh my God, what if I stay here for 30 years? Like normal society teaches you to work in a job. Right, like, oh, right a huge chunk of your life in this one career field, you know, to grow and reach the top there and then retire at 65. And, and I went in my office and I cried. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. I was like, well, that's a nope. And um, that was really my huge turning point of, oh my God, I cannot live this normal air quote, sorry, like standard taught way of what I should do of what my life should look like. Right. And really threw it all um, to the wind (laughs) at that moment. But um, in college, so studying anthropology, I just, I, I don't know, I, I never liked being bored. I always was like something that was challenging and interesting. And part of the honors program that I was in, in college, uh, you had to do a certain amount of volunteer hours. So we had this gal come in and ask for volunteers for GED instructing and hireability and interview coaching for inmates. Wait, yeah. I just realized that we also did a uh, volunteer hours at a GED, but it wasn't inmates, but that's, I'm like dying <laughs> at the similarities here. Like, and also that we didn't realize this. Did you go to a big school or a small school? Um, uh, pretty big school. Yeah. I went to a teeny tiny, really teeny tiny little Catholic school. Okay. So one difference. Okay. Go. Oh, well, I mean, I was, I've been raised Catholic my entire life. So that's also another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Another, Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. We have so much to talk about, but I, but I did. So I volunteered there for a year and it, I had some really amazing experiences of cultural shocks and it was sort of like an ethnographic study. So I felt like I was being an anthropologist and it was really interesting to me. I felt like I got to do some acting. <laughs> just yeah, like cool. Life and just stretching and expanding and beyond the comfort zone and what was normal. And I, I taught a 22 year old guy how to read. Uh, that Wild. was really unique experience and no idea how to do that. And we just kind of figured it out together. It was really cool. And when he escaped and now I don't know (laughs) where he went. Yeah. I taught English in Italy and also had never taught English to a child who doesn't speak my language. So yeah, it's like wild. Like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I have to step into this role. Like I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you learn and you freaking learn and, or you, you fail and you learn or you don't, you know, you have to fail a couple more times. You got to go with it because when you're in it, 
I have an episode out called On the Court, and it's mm-hmm. the concept of Brene Brown's is in the arena. So mm-hmm. like yes, exactly. on, the, on the court, in the arena, like you're in the game, you're doing it, you're living. And then in the stands is the idea of just the people who are just watching, just watching. And so That's if you like, exactly. when you're in the stands, you're not really living. You're thinking about living. You're okay. judging other people for living. You're judging yourself for maybe living or not living, but you're not living. When you're living is when you can actually fail or succeed, but yep. you're, but you're going to find out if this is your strength or your weakness, you're going to find out if this is your superpower. If you don't even try, if you don't even make it into yep. the arena, you're never going to know what your superpower is. Jen Pasteloff on, sorry, on, uh, on being human. She talks about, she has a quote that her dad used to say, I believe it was her dad before he died. Um, don't let the music, no, it was like a famous person weighing something, but don't let the music die still inside of you. Don't, don't, yes. die, don't die with the music still inside, inside of you. you. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, that is so powerful. So and powerful. We don't, we don't always know what that is and what that music is inside of us until no. we start learning new things and explore. Follow your curiosity. curiosity. I love and that. I love that. Put yourself in the situation. Like, oh my God, it is the exact sensation. Uh, this is, we were talking about this. I remember we talked about this on our preliminary call too. Like, it's exactly the thing the difference between um, watching somebody from behind the camera to being the person actually in front of it. Totally. And it, that is you from the stands to the arena. It is, I had no idea if I was going to like corrections or not. I had, you know, I had no inclination. I was like, Ooh, this sounds interesting. Follow that curiosity. Now that, you know, had a lot of pros and a lot of cons, but there are very clear reasons that I can see now as to why I went through that journey. Yeah, and, totally. And I got out of it. You know, after college, I took that, I took that job and worked in corrections for three years and started as a teacher and then moved into a case manager, managing and running the lives of 25 adult male felons. That's, that expands your comfort zone. Those leadership positions are no joke. That's why you get promoted into a leadership position before you are ready because you're not ready. You're never going to be ready. The timing is never going to be right, but yeah. you are ready. Yeah. The The landmark class, I keep talking about this now, um, but I took a course in Manhattan a couple of weeks ago, a personal and professional development class called the Landmark Forum. Love and it. yeah, it was, it was like super, super powerful. Hold on. I lost what I was going to say. Whoa. <laughs> Literally, why was I talking about this? The landmark forum. Uh, leadership about. stepping into leadership. Leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I know. That's what happens when you have a million things running through your head. Oh my gosh, nonstop. Like, on like three the, active thoughts at a time. The notes are like a little bit helpful, but when like it's really good, I'm like, nope, don't need a note. I'm definitely going to remember this. <laughs> yeah. And then it's definitely gone. No. Chicago. Okay. Leadership. <laughs> it was leadership. But that like, we're never really sure if something is right until we're kind of jumping into it. And it's like, you're not going to feel ready, but that doesn't mean that you're not ready. Right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, no, it's gone. So we'll just keep going. (laughs) I'll figure out a way how to edit this piece out. (laughs) Hilarious. Or maybe I'll leave some of it in. Humanity and we're just people. Gosh. I'm, I've been, I've done that like every episode now. I like hope everybody really likes my humanity because (laughs) I'm like, oh, here's this other thing that I learned. And then I forgot it. Yeah. And I literally don't remember what I was talking about. But one of the things that I was going to say, so I'll bring this up, even though it's definitely not what I was going to say just now. (laughs) 
but we had an opportunity to share vulnerably. So that was basically like the concept of the class is like you're in a room with 180 people and I can only imagine how daunting this is to so many people. But basically you do like partner work and you do some group work, but it's a lecturer and it's really hard to explain how it works, but it basically feels like this sacred space where we are all Mm -hmm. like there to support and love and comfort and teach each other that like it's okay. Like whatever your stories were from your eight-year-old self getting like abused physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, whatever, or it's your stories of I'm not enough because mm-hmm. your father was absent or your mother was drunk or whatever, literally whatever your trauma is, because we all have trauma. So you're like in this room and they encourage you to share. It's not mandatory. You don't have to share. But the moment that you share is the moment that you're up there in the arena. Your paper is shaking, just like you said. Yes. Shaking, 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 shaking. And it's scary as shit. And then the second time you go up, it's the same thing with karaoke. The second time you go up, it's a little bit easier. Your voice is a little less shaky. The third time, it's like significantly easier. So everything gets better with practice, first of all. Second of all, you're not ready to go up and share the first time you go up. You're going to be shaking. Just get over that because you're going to be freaking The third time, unless you go through the first and second. Right. So just really incredible. The power of sharing, the power of authenticity, you know, the the power of doing things before you're ready because you're never going to be ready. Yep. Never. Yep. We get ready as we go. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. But so those leadership roles like really teach you so much about yourself and your, your own capacity. So you're managing this facility 32 and no, I'm just one of the case managers of so many in this huge, but, but you have a, like a block of a block number of inmates yes. or something. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. It was, it was a lot. And, um, there's a lot of, I don't know, like stories that kind of go into that experience there, which I'm actually wanting to turn some into short films. <laughs> I love that. Kind of weird stories, but <laughs> right. But super interesting. And somehow somebody will relate to them. 1000 million percent. Somebody's going to relate to them. And I mean, and they're touching like, it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get from corrections to be marvelous you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, so this was, well, there was one really big night of transformation. That was a very clear stands out in my head, like smacked me in the face kind of a night. And I had a client come in and it was about 9 PM. Um, yes, our shifts were late and it was storming outside. There was rain leaking in through my window. I mean, it's, it was very like, dramatic. Super dramatic, and, obviously. Yeah. It's just very real. And I was, oh man. And this whole, this hideous old building on the inside. Oh, the outside's cute, but the inside was a very gross asbestos filled place. Um, that was very, very dark and dingy and not, ugh, not conducive to a happy environment. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Right. Yeah. Kind of like you'd expect. And, um, I had this client come in and I mentioned his, his weight because it matters for, for his size mattered. It's about a 300 pound man came into my little tiny square office, which was designed really stupidly where the door, how tall are you? I'm five, seven. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm five, six and a half. Nice. You're like picturing it. Yeah. yeah. Little tiny five, seven. I mean, five, seven isn't tiny, but to a Mm -hmm. giant 300 pound man in a very small office, a very small office. I'm sitting down behind my desk. Mm -hmm. So Uh, the office is stupidly arranged. It is where the door is behind him, you know, and then it's my desk in between us. And then just the wall behind me with the window. I'm on the second story. I'm like, I, that's not a good way out. (laughs) a very physical feeling of trapped. 
and he comes in and fully belligerent, um, just, just extreme anger exploding out all over me about how his therapist messed up his meds and he's not getting his right dosage. And now because of that, he'll never get out of here because he's going to be, um, shown as incompliant and, and all of these things. And it's all my fault and just, just very explosive. And, I'm just kind of having this moment thinking, why am I here? <laughs> why have I put myself in this situation? Right. And uh, I had a really uh, perfect timing. I had a coworker walk by and see this and pull him out, pull him out of my room and remove the issue, which was great. And we were able to take care of his meds and all those things. Right. But in that moment, it was just like, I'm reaching for like a pair of scissors <laughs> in my desk. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And I, I just went from one step to the next to the next and let things flow and happen to me instead of making my own decisions and leading my own path and creating my own path and making actual choices about my life in my life. I wasn't doing that. I was letting situation and circumstance define my life for me. That's stupid. That's a waste of your existence. Stop it. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Stop it. Yeah. It's scary to like trust your intuition. It's scary to trust yourself because you're, for me, like I'm afraid that if I trust myself and then I fuck up, mm-hmm. it's, I have nobody to blame it on. No, you don't, but you don't have anybody to blame it on anyway. And you're going to fuck well, it up anyway. It feels like, <laughs> you know, it, it feels like if I'm mad at my dad, that I can say, yeah. this is your fault because I made this decision in spite of you or I made this decision to please you. So it's it's your fault if I fuck up. It's not mine. I don't have to take responsibility for it. All just lies it. and stories. <laughs> Literally lies, stories, limiting beliefs. No matter what I do, I'm, I'm not going to be good enough. And so I don't feel comfortable to trust myself, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to be able to trust. And it's really, really it's sad. work to get through that. It, yeah. That is the inner work. Yeah. Like it takes time and process and intention yep. to work through that kind of stuff. Cause we believe it. We tell it, we tell ourselves that stuff enough times that we believe it as truth. And we think, no, this just is the way it is. It's like, right. no, it is the way you're allowing it to be. This is your perception of the situation and circumstance. You are the only person that has the ability and the control to change this. Right. The only person. What you believe happened is not what actually happened. It's just mm-hmm. what you believe happened. It's just your perception of what happened. So if we have the power to, yeah. So if we have the power to mold our memory of an event, then we have the power to mold like our presence, our memory again, and therefore our future. Like you can't let, I mean, you can, you can choose. You to can, want, <laughs> but you're not going to be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you do but, want things. Yeah, exactly. By like letting your, your past and your fears and your limiting beliefs and your stories guide mm-hmm. your future, you exactly. are going, you're not going to change. You're continuing yeah. to live exactly the same. You're not going to change. Yeah. So like super powerful. And I really resonate with that. I mean, that's why this podcast is called the edge of fear because and- there've just been so many moments of fear that like you have to just forge through and you can, and you will, but the only way that you're going to get there is by like living through it on the court, in the arena, the moment that you are judging yourself and like not showing up fully and authentically, and you're like angry at other people and blaming other people and you're the victim to it all. I mean, you're, you're not doing the inner work. You're not taking responsibility for your life and you're not going to change. Things are just going to stay the same. Yep. And so it was, I, man, it was as soon as he left my office, I took a moment and I sat there and I breathed for a minute and I thought, I know what happiness feels like. Let's get back to that. 
I can find happiness again. What are things that used to make me happy? Right. And so I started to like write down a list. And I was like, connection with my husband. I, I felt like I missed him. Like it had been months since we'd had a real conversation. Travel. I, we hadn't booked any travel or trips or any plans together in years, in like two years. Right. And acting. I was like, How I. How alive it makes you feel. Oh, yeah. Yes. And just like, this is me being who I'm supposed to be. Right. So I, oh my God, I was sitting on the edge of fear like you would believe. And I love it started Googling away and finding a, how do I work these things in? We started a budgeting plan specifically for travel. I lost 40 pounds. I got booked in as the lead in an indie film two weeks after that, just dove in and decided to change my life and take everything on every experience that I'd had up until that point And everyone that was then coming in present and future, that it is happening for me. It's yeah. not happening to me anymore. It's happening for me to take me to the next level, to take me to the next step and help grow me and help expand me and help push me to the person that it is that I know deep down that I actually truly am. And all of those thoughts just started to momentum and snowball and build. And I dove headfirst into everything personal development I possibly could find. And there birthed Be Marvelous You. <laughs> I love it. That was the shortest version you could have done. And yeah. it was very powerful. I loved every second of it. I loved it. It was great. We're going to keep it exactly as is. <laughs> Not going to change a thing. Yeah. I mean, those are the best stories, are the stories that you let yourself live through. And that's why my last year has also been like so powerful. And, and you can like keep riding those coattails and you can keep living like that. Like at some point you, you go through like dips and valleys and you go through like ups and downs still. Like even when you are on this, you know, this passion project, you're still on this hunt for liveliness and life and aliveness, yep. but you know, there's still downsides. And I like to talk okay. about that also. Like the, the darkness is still real, but you don't have to just because the vacation ended, just because you finished that film, just because you finished something. Here's the dangerous part is the progress paradox and always being better, but you want to do things that are fulfilling. Filling. I'm yes. not continuing to do project after project after project if it's only just emptying my cup. Yeah, just to stay busy. Yeah. It's, these are things that fill me up. Like these are my side things or my full-time things that mm -hmm. make me want to be a better person, that make me a better person, that make me a better partner and or mother or brother mm -hmm. or friend or cousin or whatever. You are if all of your reality is made up in your head based on your memories that are made up in your head, then yep. what your reality is, because that, that's what your reality is. So your whole experience is the people that you connect with. And so if the yep. people that you connect with don't really give a shit about you, well, <laughs> this just got like dark, but like if you're being, yeah. like if you're like, you being asshole to people, yeah, like everybody freaking hates you. <laughs> um, no, but like if you're not putting in effort in your relationships and you are, not showing up fully in your relationship because you don't feel empowered to have a voice and to live your life and to make choices based on how you feel in the moment. Like it's, we need to have that freedom to be like self-expressed and yes. yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So today is my one year by the time this launches, it'll be like about a, a month and a, or a year and a month. But today is my one year since I gave my resignation to my job what? Yeah, in Massachusetts. Yeah. And congratulations. Thank you. I loved that job so deeply. And so it was such a bittersweet thing, but I had been there for five years. I had hit a wall. I had hit a dead end. I was burnt out. The hours were hard. I had been making excuses for what little pay I was getting for way too long. And, and there has been more uncertainty in this past year of my life than ever before by yeah. a lot, by a yeah. lot. And I can say hands down, it's been the best year of my life. So 
I mean, if you don't, if you don't jump off that cliff with your jetpack on, like if you don't take your edge of fear moment, that's, yep. that's what it is. You, you got to do it. So yep. I'm very and proud of you. You have so many. You're not just going to have one. Right. You're going to have a whole hell of a lot and they're going to get worse and harder. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you get, you have, you, you start to develop the tools to be able to yeah. handle them and take care of them. And yep. the more you do, the more you can do. Yep. And you know, the harder shit you do, the more hard shit you can do. Yeah. The more like you can handle it, you can push yourself and you can get to that next thing, but you can't get to level 10 unless you go through one through nine. Exactly. We have to go through those edges of fear. Totally. I love it. All right, Kelsey, let's end it here. This was so much fun. I can't wait to have you back again. Like maybe we can have you back again before your class launches. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, I can talk all day. So, you know, (laughs) we'll just like have like a phone call and like I'll casually record it. So it like doesn't, it's not like a whole setup thing. I'll just be like, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) I just wanted to chat. It's going to be 45 minutes. (laughs) We might Um, share with some people. We'll see if they're like one or two. Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) All right. Where can my friends find you? Come find me over on Instagram at Kelsey underscore more. And it's spelled a little funny. So you can also just type in be marvelous you and you can find me that way too. Be marvelous you. And if you guys check out the live retreat I have, um, it's seriously going to be a game changer. If you are doing anything with a business or a mission or getting your message out there, go to cameraReadyRetreat.com. I made it super easy for you guys. <laughs> Check it out. I'd love to meet you in person. Awesome. And all of that will be in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for being here. Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. And Thanks I will. You're welcome. I can't wait to have you back. All right. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.